My entitled friend demands to use my car whenever he wants, claiming that he has just as much of a right over it as I do. And honestly, I'm just blown away by his entitlement, as well as his complete disregard for my property. Here's what happened. So this story happened about 15 years ago, and I thought it would be nice to post it online. I had a childhood friend, we'll call him Steve, that's not his real name, and at the time he was going through a really bad breakup with a girl he had been dating for multiple years. He eventually started dating an 18-year-old by the name of Kate, also not her real name, and he did this as a rebound that he met at a party. Now Steve is 28 and Kate is 18 years old. Kate was an enormous mooch. She was always asking for handouts and never had a job as long as I knew her. Steve had gotten a DUI in his early 20s and had his license taken away as a result. I don't know the details or semantics of how it works as I've never had a DUI and I never cared to look up how it worked, but Steve was driving someone else's car when he got the DUI. He didn't even have a car himself. So after the DUI, he never tried to get his license stuff fixed or anything like that so he could drive himself. Instead, he had his ex drive him everywhere when they were together. About a month after his breakup, his mother passed away. I started spending a lot more time with him because of this awful event. It's not like we weren't hanging out before, but it increased a lot after this. I also offered to drive him around whenever he wanted to go somewhere. This went on for months, literally almost an entire year. It got to the point where I got tired of driving him around, and I allowed Kate to drive him if he wanted to go somewhere. And this then went on for anywhere between six to eight months. He was taking the bus to work at this time, but I ended up dating one of Kate's roommates. She was closer to my age, trust me. And overall, just started sleeping at their place. With Steve doing the same thing. He usually got up for work two hours before I did, so I would let Kate drive him to work and bring my car back so that I could go to work afterwards. That is, except for one morning for some reason, he set his alarm way later than he usually did. I heard it go off not long before I was getting up to get ready for work. He told me he has enough time to make it to work on time and to get the car back to me. So I took it in stride and I trusted that he was right. So I wait for Kate to get back and my girl at the time had to work about 30 minutes earlier than I did. So she had already left for work. So time ticks down and I'm texting Steve and Kate and not getting any replies. It took another 30 minutes to an hour, depending on traffic, to get to my job from my girl's house. Another 10 minutes before my shift starts at work and Kate finally strolls in with a Burger King bag. She tells me something about the drive-thru taking too long or something like that. She didn't even apologize for being late. Now, of course, it took close to an hour for me to get to work. I called my boss beforehand and told them the situation and trust me when I say this, they were not happy. I got a written warning at my job because I was so late. I mean, I think my boss wanted to give me a formal write-up overall. She really didn't like me and this was just a good excuse for her to do that. Steve later on texted me a really lame apology. Something like, sorry you were late, but there really was enough time for you to make it if you would have just hurried up. So after that, I told Steve the next time I saw him that Kate would be no longer driving my car and that I'm not being his taxi anymore. He then just suddenly flew off the handle at this. He started saying stuff like how I legally couldn't deny him a ride anywhere because he has a DUI on his record and how he had just as much of a right to my car as I did. And you know what? Last time I checked, his name was not anywhere on my car and he never made any payments for me or anything like that. So I had no idea where he was coming from on that one. He barely paid me gas money sometimes. He then started using the passing of his mother as some kind of excuse. Now here's the thing. I was very sympathetic about the whole situation and I was there when he needed to talk or needed a ride or just generally when he needed a friend. So I was really insulted that he even brought her into this equation. So after that, we stopped 
stopped talking. Years later, we reconciled, but we weren't as close as we were before. He ended up getting married. Not to Kate, by the way. Apparently, that relationship ended horribly, if you could have guessed it. And I did hang out with him a few times, but then COVID hit, and I didn't really see him much anymore. Fast forward, and my dad passed away earlier this year, and I got a message on social media from his wife that was something like, sorry about your dad, but never at all did I get anything from him. I guess he didn't really have anything to say, but it really would have been nice since I was there for him and he knew my dad very well. Yeah, that friend sounds like an absolute jerk. Like, first off, he absolutely was taking advantage of you. Like, the way he was acting was just super inappropriate. There's no reason for him to be like that, and honestly, the least he could have done is at least pay for gas or at least say thank you. Like, his stupid girlfriend made you late and it almost cost you your job. Like, seriously, that's not okay. And for him to be like, wow, I need your car just as much as you do. That is so ridiculous, it's just not even funny. This guy has a DUI. He could never even drive the car if he wanted to. He ruined his chances at a license a long time ago, and he was too lazy to try and get it fixed. So truly, this guy was just a complete piece of work. He had no right to try and demand this car from you in the way that he did. And honestly, he was just being super inconsiderate. If you like Am I the Jerk, you're probably going to love Am I the Genius. Check it out, link down below in the description. Also, go to amithejerk.com slash submit if you would like to submit your own stories. Am I the Jerk for suggesting that my wife should lower her standards when it comes to being a parent. Here's what happened. So my wife and I have three kids. A 12-year-old, a 10-year-old, and an 8-year-old. My wife is 37 years old and I am 38 years old. She is in a constant state of overwhelm and very easily irritated, constantly complaining how it's all too much. I'm, of course, happy to help and do my fair share for the kids or the household, but it's never enough because her standards are way too high. For example, she insists that one of us has to be up at 6.45 every single morning just to make sure the kids are ready and that they make the bus, which comes in at 7.45. I told her that they're old enough to not need that much help already. They can all dress themselves and pour themselves cereal and milk. There's no reason we have to be up. But she says that cereal isn't a good enough breakfast. They need something more substantial, especially the 12-year-old, and that the 10-year-old has ADHD and will definitely struggle without help in the morning. And on top of that, she wants to see them off and kiss them goodbye for the day. So she gets up, but I don't. And then she gets upset that I never give her a morning off when all she needs to do is just take the morning off when she wants and let the kids handle themselves. Also, she is super strict about screen time during the week and it's exhausting. And she gets snappy from arguing about it with the kids and upset that I don't support her strict limit of two hours a day. I say as long as homework is done, why not just enjoy it until bedtime? She says that it's not healthy for them. They need to play outside or with games and toys. They need to read some books or just entertain themselves in more ways than one. I agree that they should enjoy other things, but I'm not seeing why we have to make such a rigid limit. She also likes to get out on weekends and do stuff like zoos and museums, but then complains about planning for the outing and how grouchy the youngest gets by the end of it. And again, I say let's just chill at home and voila, you've cut the work. Listen, I'm an engaged and active parent. I'm not trying to get out of it, but I don't think I should have to help my wife dig herself out of her own self-created holes. She creates the stress for herself and then turns to me to alleviate it, to which I think is completely unfair. Am I the jerk here for telling her that she needs to do less and then she won't need to have this level of help? What should I do? I really don't think your wife is asking for that much. Like, your wife's standards are not that extreme. Like, she just wants to be a decent parent, which honestly, that is exactly what she's doing. She wants to feed her kids right. She doesn't want them to have extreme levels of screen time on their tablets or devices. 
and she wants to do stuff on the weekends, like go to zoos and museums. Like, honestly, she sounds like an amazing parent. So with that in mind, why are you at least not trying to see things from her point of view? Like, your attitude is so lazy, and you're so combative with your wife for literally, like, no reason. As if everything she does is, like, automatically annoying you. That, in my opinion, absolutely makes you the jerk in this situation, because the way you're going about this is honestly really unfair. Like, it really seems like your wife is the only one actively engaged in your kids' lives. And on the opposite end of the spectrum, you would rather sleep in and let your kids figure their lives out. Like, seriously, come on. Those kids are going to remember how you would rather sleep than spend time with them. If this really did go down your way, they would never know what it's like for their dad to say, hey, have a good day at school, or anything like that. Like, come on, they're kids. At least pretend to show some kind of effort, and you can bet that they're seeing exactly the way you're acting. They know what's going on. They see that you would rather sleep in and spend time at home, as opposed to giving them some kind of, like, I don't know, experience in life. I don't know. It just really seems like your wife is trying to be a good parent, and you, for some reason, are being extremely resentful towards that. And that fact alone really makes you seem like the jerk in this situation. But that's just my opinion. What do you think? Do you think the original poster has a point here? Or do you think they should do a lot more as a parent? Leave a comment down below. We would love to hear what you have to say. Am I the jerk for not giving up my seat on the bus, as well as embarrassing a woman who was demanding to take my seat? Here's what happened. A few years ago, I lost my left leg in an accident. I've been using a prosthetic leg since then, and because my family is well off, it is a pretty advanced one, to the point where it looks like I just have two normal legs whenever I wear long trousers, which I usually do because I'm really self-conscious about showing my prosthetic. These days, I can pretty much do anything I like without issues. I can go walking, running, I can go upstairs, etc. The main issue is keeping my balance when there are sudden changes in movement. And this is in places like trains or buses, which is where the topic of this post comes in. I was riding the train and sat down in the seat reserved for disabled people, as well as people who are elderly or pregnant women, and it was pretty busy. So there were no other seats available. A few stops later, a woman came up to me telling me I needed to move because she needs that seat and I shouldn't be sitting there. I told her I was sorry, but I needed the seat myself. She got all argumentative that I just need to get up because the seat is meant for the elderly and I'm just a lazy child who was more than capable of standing. I again apologized and said that I really needed the seat myself. She then left and got the train conductor who also told me to get up from the seat. I was really done with being treated this way, so I rolled up my trouser leg, showed my prosthetic, and told her that I wasn't going to move. She suddenly got very red-faced and mumbled something before she got off at the next station. So am I the jerk in this situation? I could have just said I have a prosthetic right away, but it is really a touchy subject for me, and it makes me feel very self-conscious. And that's why I wear long trousers so nobody can see or has to know. So should I have handled this differently? What should I do? Yeah, that's really inappropriate for that lady to jump to that kind of conclusion. Literally, everybody's built differently, and you shouldn't have to, like, explain to anybody why you're sitting in the seat you were sitting in. It should just be a given that, hey, if I'm sitting here, it means that I need to sit here. Not because I just want a free, quick seat that I can just jump in. Like, unless it's some, like, obvious punk kid or just some jerk who clearly is not disabled, then I think it's safe to assume that if somebody's sitting in the handicapped seating, then there is a really good reason behind why they're sitting there. So for her to make that request and then just straight up ignore your answer and be like, no, you're just being entitled. That is, in my opinion, so unbelievably toxic and so uncalled for. There are so many people who have invisible disabilities where you really would not know from the outside looking in that there might be something going on that would require them having special assistance. And this, in my opinion, is one of those cases. So truly, you are not the jerk in this situation. 
You handled this correctly and you put that lady in her place. And you can bet in the future, after that public humiliation, she is not going to try that with anybody ever again. Am I the jerk for turning around and going back to my parents' house after my husband let his homeless brother into my home and as a result, give everybody in the house head lice? Here's what happened. So I recently went to stay with my parents and my newborn. It was just for a long weekend, so my husband stayed home with our three older children. My husband called me when I was out of town to let me know his brother needed a place to crash. I said that he should give him a ride to a shelter or something like that because it was a bad idea to let his brother in our home. He has stolen from us before, after all. When I got home, there were five very itchy people in the house. I immediately got back in my car and went to my parents' house. My husband was calling me the whole time because he needed help dealing with the lice that had come into my house. I did not call him back until the baby was settled back in at my folks' place. I told him the pharmacy had the shampoo and comb for the lice, but he said that he needed me to come home and take care of it, but I literally refused. I said that he let his brother in our home against my wishes. His brother gave them all lice. I also reminded him that when our oldest got lice from kindergarten, he didn't help me at all. Now, I hate lice. They freak me out, and I dealt with it because I had to. This time, though, it's on him. He said that he would have to use up his sick days just to take care of this, and I said to him, well, tough cookies. But eventually, he did it. He took his brother to a shelter, he de-liced himself and the kids, and then he spent three days cleaning all the bedding and the furniture. He called me every day begging for help, but I did not come home until his mother confirmed that everything was done. He is angry that I stuck him with all of that by himself. I know I should have helped, but it was way too much, and I'm still not 100% from the baby. So was it too much? Should I have stepped in and tried to help him out? Am I the jerk here? What should I do? Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. At Grand Canyon University, we believe in equal opportunity. And the American dream starts with purpose. Whether your pursuit involves a bachelor's, master's, or doctoral degree, GCU's learning environments are designed for supportive networking and collaboration. With over 330 academic programs, GCU provides a path to help you fulfill your dreams. The pursuit to serve others is yours. Find your purpose at GCU. Private. Christian. Affordable. Visit gcu.edu. Honestly, you didn't stick him with anything. He literally brought this on to himself by letting his lice-infested homeless brother stay at their house all against your wishes. You literally said, hey, you gotta take him to a shelter. He cannot come into our home. Like, seriously, what was he thinking? He put everybody in harm's way and he caused a massive headache for literally everybody involved. So honestly, I don't blame you for a second. This is not only unbelievably unsafe for a newborn, but it's also disgusting. There is no good reason for him to have done this. Look, I get it. His brother's homeless and he needs help. But with that help comes some basic hygiene as well as getting himself cleaned up in the proper place. And a homeless shelter absolutely would have been a good first step. Like literally, this is just the consequences of his actions. So in my opinion, I don't think you're the jerk. Your husband brought this on himself and honestly, he has nobody else to blame except for himself. An entitled neighbor screams at me and my husband as we were trying to service a yard close to his house. And I've never been more blown away by somebody 
somebody's entitlement in my life. Here's what happened. So I own a small landscaping business with my husband. This morning, we show up at our job with our truck and trailer for a day of weeding at a long, neglected property. It's trash day in the neighborhood. And in order to back the trailer in, I have to get out of the truck to move two garbage cans that are in the way. So I move them both like a foot off the road with the intention of moving them back afterwards. I then move behind the trailer to guide my husband into the parking spot. And we needed to do it this way because it's very narrow. My husband gets out of the truck and we both look at the ocean as the waves are massive due to an impending storm. We're talking like maybe 10 feet high. Surfers are whipping out all over the place and it's quite a sight. And I counted maybe about 60 surfers in total on my lunch break. Now 10 seconds into looking at the ocean, the neighbor comes out and starts screaming at us, complaining about how the garbage truck driver can't see the cans and asked us what in the world we were doing. And when I say he was screaming, I mean screaming. This guy chose violence and was looking to intimidate. I calmly responded that I was about to move the cans back and I was just first looking at the ocean for a little bit. Now this guy seemed slightly embarrassed and muttered something like, whatever, I'll just move them, don't bother. Well, one hour later, this guy catches my husband going to the truck and asks if he can put his lawn clippings in our trailer so that we could take them to the dump with our other debris. No apology, no introductions, and acting as if nothing happened and he didn't scream at us. My husband was taken aback in the moment and said yes, even though this is something we normally charge for. 30 minutes after that, he walks onto the property that we are working at and says he just pruned a juniper and asked if he could put those clippings in there too. So I responded by saying, sure, if you throw in a $20 bill. He just laughs and says, are you kidding? You're going to the dump anyways, right? To which I responded by saying, yes, and not only do they charge us by weight, but this is our job and taking debris to the dump is a service we offer. And guess what? We'll do it for $20. He then laughs again and says, they charge by weight? My debris weighs nothing. He then huffs off and comes back with a $20 bill. He was so mad, he wouldn't even look at me in the eyes when he handed the money over. My guess is, is that he thought we'd just say yes, and he had already cut the juniper before asking, and then didn't have a way of getting rid of it. Because, you know, there's no way he could have put it in one of his two BMWs just to try and drive it over to where he can get rid of it. And he definitely didn't want it laying around at his $4 million beach house. Another short while later, he catches my husband and tries to find out which dump we go to because the one he suspects we go to doesn't charge by weight. But guess what? That's the wrong dump. And also, it doesn't matter. We charge what we charge. Like, seriously, my guy, you don't have to say yes to us taking your debris. We decide our rates and this is what we charge. Take it or leave it. You literally came to us. We're not going door to door asking for people's yard clippings. There is a minimum charge of $25 at the dump no matter how much you have. So honestly, we were saving this guy $5 as well as a trip to the dump. And hopefully, if we ever come back to that property, this guy just straight up leaves us alone. Yeah, people who act like that are so obnoxious. It makes it difficult to even like be around them. First and foremost, they're like super entitled and they're super rich. And it's not like just because you have money, you're somehow suddenly entitled. But at least in my experience in life, it really does seem like a lot of rich people are very entitled. And this guy just takes the cake. He's like, here you go. Take my debris to the dump. It's like, buddy, come on. You got to pay for that. Like, seriously, this is not a charity. So good for you for getting this guy to pay you your money. He was being very rude and super entitled. And honestly, no one deserves to get treated like that in the slightest. I got a parking ticket for a spot I paid for. And despite the fact that I showed evidence that I paid for this spot, the parking garage refused to give me my money back. So I decided to get some revenge. Here's what happened. So about 10 or so years ago, I went to a concert an hour away from me in Indianapolis. I decided to make a day of it, going to 
several museums and spots around the city, each time paying for parking in a garage for two or so hours, then going to meander around the area. Finally, I go park close to the venue and paid for parking until the time came around where it was free. In total, I probably paid $40 to $50 for parking throughout the day. I enjoyed the concert, but I did come back and find a parking ticket on my car. I think to myself, this is odd, but at this point, I'm tired, and I just chalk it up as a mistake. But I do decide to take a photo of my parking spot, as well as all of the signage surrounding it, and just head home for the evening, figuring I would just sort this out in the morning. The next morning, I review my ticket, the photo of my spot, and my parking receipt. The ticket did not line up to the spot my car was located in, and my receipt shows that I had valid parking at the time of the ticket. So I submit an appeal, thinking that this will be easy. It's obvious that a mistake was made, right? Well, the appeal was denied. The ticket was for the spot that was not paid for. So in effect, it still stood. I called the office, and the lady said that they did not make a mistake, as my receipt showed that I paid for spot X1, and the ticket was for spot X. I asked about the photo proof that my car was in spot X1, and she said, well, you could have moved the car. Now, as a side note, the parking receipt included my license plate number and everything. I said that there were cars in spots on either side of me, and that the entire street was full during the concert. And honestly, I don't think they bothered to look at the photo. But even had that not been the case, I had proof that that license plate had a paid parking spot. But regardless, it didn't matter. Now, I am feeling very petty over this $25 parking ticket at this point. So I called Visa and asked if I could retract the amount I paid for the time that I had parked since it didn't count in the slightest. I submitted all the evidence and documentation to Visa. Visa, in what was the greatest thing Visa has ever done in my opinion, agreed with me that if my parking receipt and transaction number wasn't proof that I had paid for parking, then clearly I had paid for a service I did not receive. And they extended my initial request of canceling the one transaction to include all the parking spots I had paid for. And this is through the entire system that day. They then filed a formal complaint on my behalf with a detailed letter explaining why they were refunding me. Now, I would not have been nearly as satisfied if I had not spent the entire day playing tourist in the city and racking up a large parking bill all of the same vendor. But honestly, with all things considered, these people absolutely had it coming. Yeah, these people were massive jerks. Like, seriously, there's no reason for them to act that way. Like, you took a detailed picture and you had obvious evidence that, yeah, I paid for this spot. But they seriously wanted to act like, no, you didn't. You could have moved your car around. Come on, you're lying. Like, seriously, these people absolutely had it coming. And that's a first to have, like, a credit card type company be like, yeah, no, you're right. Let's get back of these people. So truly good for you for getting back of these idiots for basically charging you for nothing. They clearly made a mistake and they were clearly just trying to scam you out of your money. Thanks for watching. When you subscribe, make sure to hit the bell to turn on notifications so you never miss a video. To finish listening to all the stories, check out the playlist at the top of the description. And if you want some vibey music to put on in the background, check out Easy Mode. If you like Am I the Jerk, check out Am I the Genius. Everything will be linked in the description.